0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number four with my friend, Josh Lehman. Hi, Josh. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so happy you're here. For those of you joining us that are Broadway Podcast Network subscribers, you might know Josh from his podcast, Josh Swallows Broadway. You
0: better know me. <laughs> Darn it. You might,
1: yeah, you might also know him because he's an amazing performer that a gajillion shows. And the funniest, nicest person ever.
0: It's true. It's mm-hmm. true. I am the funniest
1: and the nicest. <laughs> Before we dive in, I want to give an example of that niceness. About a month ago, while I was preparing for this podcast, we did an episode. We, we recorded that yeah, I was like, I'm going to use it. And I called him. I was like, oh, I need more time. So you guys, he came back again and gave me his time. Thank you. See how
0: nice I am? Everybody <laughs> Venmo me $50,000. I deserve it. I can't give it back, but I really deserve it.
1: Yeah. Tell me,
0: tell me what's going on right now. Um. I mean, that's a big question. Not a whole lot is going on in my life, nor is it in anyone's life. Um, I'm like really glad things are opening up. I'm really terrified that things are opening up. Um, but I, I have learned over this pandemic and gentle listeners, I am not someone who has ever enjoyed working out or ever really did work out very much. It would like come in spurts, but, um, I don't know. This whole pandemic with you has been amazing. And, um, I find myself like, I love showing up to the point that now it's hard to like take a break. And that's sort of where I'm at now. Well, that's a great transition
1: into the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is this journey of self, journey with self during the pandemic. And we started working together as coach and client in January, December.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we're almost to August. And you've shared with me, it started very I'm going to use the word gentle, like a couple times a week, showing up. And now you have built up your workouts, your workout schedule, to five, six days a week. So I want to hear a little bit from you about how you took this journey over the past eight months and took your time and how it's
0: helped. Sure. Well, I mean, to start things off... um... For, for people that don't know me, I'm a heavyset person. I pretty much always have been, except there was one year um, where I did Atkins and I became, like, a little bobblehead. Um, so I, I also have had, like, many issues with, you know, body issues, um, food issues, all that kind of stuff, and I never felt confident working out. I always hated it. Um, and during the, I was about to call it the depression, which the lockdown, but I mean this pandemic, it is the mm-hmm. depression. Mm. Um, it was really, really rough. Like, it was really, really hard. I live alone. My two cats are great, but they're not cuddlers. So, so I put them down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so at first it was like, I have to move my body at least once a week. And as, like, silly as that might sound, you know, living in New York, especially in the winter where it's too cold to go on walks, you know, um, it was just so lonely. Mm-hmm. And um, so it did start, and it's, it's not like it was a fast acceleration. It was like, let's, let's get together twice a week. Mm-hmm. I can get together twice a week. And sometimes it was just showing up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was just showing up and, like, crying together (laughs) just because everything was so horrible. But um, I started to get more confidence as we went on, and it sort of became uh, like, like an improv, which I do. It's like, if this is true, what else is true? And so I was like, if I can show up two days a week, maybe I can take one of your classes, um, one of your online classes. And so I started adding in a third day. And it wasn't always, you know, it wasn't that all the time. There were weeks where I was like, nope, not this week. Um, Even weeks when two workouts was too much. But eventually I started really looking forward to it because, Stephanie, what you taught me Is that I can do hard things. Mm. And um, I started connecting to that. And um, I started feeling stronger. And enjoying showing up for myself. Also, like, I think that it does help with mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't help immediately. Like, if you're like me and deal with depression. And then you're like, I'm going to do some jumping jacks. Like... (laughs) You're not going to start smiling immediately, boo. Um, I think it's more just the long-term effect of it. Yeah. And now I'm addicted to those rings that they have. What is it? Like that fitness app? On your Apple Watch? Yeah, where I'm like, say your blessings, eat your food, close your rings. (laughs) Um, I want to chime in. I had a client a while
1: ago say, I think the shift is chasing a feeling, not a result. Yes.
0: And she goes, I spent my whole life chasing results. Exactly. I mean, like I've always been chasing the like, gotta lose weight, gotta lose weight. But what I learned from my year of the twink was I was never skinny enough Mm -hmm. to the point that there is no such thing for me. As the perfect weight, I will, I could be 70 pounds and I'll want to lose more. You know, that's just the mindset that this world, the industry, myself, has put myself in. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's unattainable. So, and that's chasing results.
1: Yeah. And let's kind of circle back to the year of the twink, the Atkins year. You can explain a little bit about what that was, but then what I'd love to hear from you is if we just want to call that year a year of, on a weight loss journey, and then we want to call current journey, right, whatever mm-hmm. you're currently working on, I want to hear how it feels different now.
0: It's it's night and day. You know, like I gave up carbs in all forms, I would eat dishes of, like, various meats. I would call it, like, meat wow. Or, like, chicken surprise. Or whatever, just because, like... I mean, you had to have a sense of humor about it. And I lost a dramatic amount of weight in a few months, and I couldn't see it. Mm. And so I kept losing, kept losing, kept losing, kept losing. And it's, it's just not... Atkins is an impossible forever lifestyle. It just is not possible. And the minute that you smell a loaf of bread, you gain 100 pounds. (laughs) And it's it's immediate. And I just felt so depressed and so embarrassed. Mm. Like if I saw somebody that I knew that met me when I was thin. I would do anything to make sure that they didn't see me so we didn't have to talk and I didn't have to get that like up and down look. It's like commenting on it without commenting on yeah. it, you know? I've got that. And look um Oh my god, That's it makes worse. me want to punch people in the face. Uh with a folding chair. I almost said <laughs> the F word. Um <laughs> you can. But I don't want you to, have to be like me. No. Um and so this is more like I've reframed it. It's just, I want to show up to me. I want to be a better friend to me. It's, I, you know, people throw the term wellness around Mm -hmm. so often, but I think that's the best word to describe it right now. Like, I always tell my friends when they're beating themselves up, like, if you were beating yourself up, I'd be like, Stephanie, I want you to be really, really kind to my friend, Stephanie. You've done that before. Listeners, there was a morning during the pandemic,
1: I don't remember honestly why I was so upset, but we hopped onto Zoom for one of Josh's training sessions, and as he always does, hey, how are you, friend? And like the floodgates opened on my eyeballs, and we didn't work out. I, no. I made up the session some other time that
0: week. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we worked out another time, but... yeah. It's like self-care is just as important. It's, it's working out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I definitely had a morning or two where I hopped on. I was like, yeah, everything's fine, but no, it's not fine, you know. Yeah. And that we still worked out at another time, but that was the workout mm-hmm. to let it go. Yeah. And to, you know, I'm grateful that, that we've had that with each other.
1: Absolutely. And the the thing you were saying about the difference between weight loss in the past and your journey now, if I could just like break it down to a very succinct statement, in the past, it was about losing something. And that was the mm-hmm. only thing that was important. And now it's about creating and gaining what you want to bring into your life. Fitness is part of it. Yeah. Some... Food changes are part of it. But losing weight isn't the only thing you're focusing on.
0: Yeah, correct. And, um, you know, food is just, you know, I I like to say the food is my curse, you understand. Um, But it is, especially things like seamless. Mm -hmm. Or like, I would marry a piece of pizza I would mar- I would I would stomp on a puppy to get pizza. No, I wouldn't. I love puppies too much. But you know, but also I I don't like cooking. I'm mm. one of those people that just does not get into it. And so I found like other options. There are grocery stores that make like really good food that are healthy options that I don't like I just have to heat it up. Yeah. And my fridge is filled and I don't feel like I have enough options that I don't get bored. Mm -hmm. And um, not to say that I don't have pizza or Seamless delivered, but it went from like every single day, maybe twice a day to, I don't know, once a week, once every two weeks.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I didn't like that was never the goal. It just sort of happened.
1: Right. Because you're chasing um, the feeling, right? So if, had you set out and say and said, I want to lose weight, I'm going to stop ordering in.
0: That, that feels like a punishment. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah,
1: so it feels like a punishment. So now it sounds like it's, I want to take care of myself. Weight loss is a goal. How can I bring in more healthful choices? And then you let the chips fall where they may. Literally a bag of Frito-Lays, you let them fall on the floor.
0: Yeah, yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say, because I I do a lot of audition coaching and I tell my clients, I'm like, you have to get rid of the idea or practice getting rid of the idea that the success is in the results. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is show up prepared, passionate, and present. Mm. And if you do those things, that is in your control. You are a thousand percent successful.
1: Say those three Ps again for us.
0: That you show up... Oh, God, now I'm like, what are the three Ps? And I tell it all the time. Show up present, passionate, and prepared. I love it. In any of those orders. And Mm -hmm. that's what's in your control. The results... Are, are just not in your control. What if your body doesn't lose weight easily? Mine doesn't. You know, like, what am I going to do? Work out, work out, work out, and then look in the mirror and start punishing myself, which is what I did for 40 years. So, yeah. you know, eventually you have to say, you know what, this doesn't help.
1: On that note, team, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll, we will be right back. All right, we're back um, just a little bit longer with Josh. You and I have had a few conversations on our own about body image, the Broadway industry, entertainment. Um, One of my guests in one of the first few episodes, Marja Harmon, she said something beautiful. She said, isn't it amazing how after a pandemic – the diet culture is so pervasive that we're coming out of a pandemic thinking about weight.
0: Yeah, but that's how that's how society is. The whole like look up and down, judge without judging, you know, it's that is society. Even I hear it all the time, especially like my mother and I love her. She'll be like, oh, so-and-so gained weight. <laughs> and I'm like- look at your son, hon. Um, You know, like, would you say that about me? Of course you wouldn't. But would you say that about a celebrity you don't know? Of course you would. Mm -hmm. And that is problematic. And I'm not saying, like, educate yourself. I'm saying just, like, practice letting go of that sort of knowledge. So, of course, the diet industry... Is coming at us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are good ones. Like, I'm on Weight Watchers now, mm-hmm. and I like it because it's just helping you adjust to different food patterns rather than like drink this celery water five times a day and then put Adderall into the celery water and mix it with a brisket, one ounce of brisket <laughs> every day for the rest of your life. You know, well, like, but also these other, oh, sorry, I'm on a tangent. This is your show. You could be like, uh-uh, shut up, Josh. Uh-uh. But these, and they've been around before, and, you know, not sorry about it, these things like fit for Broadway or Broadway body, even shit like beach body. I'm like, really, really? Because guess what? This big girl, me, has been on Broadway a number of times. And this is my Broadway body. I've been to the beach. I grew up in San Diego many times. That's my beach body, boo. Mm -hmm. You know, so that kind of stuff really irritates me. I think it gives the wrong message. I think it helps support the idea of, uh, I think it helps support body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. in our industry, which is, you know, all about, Looks, not necessarily, you know, good looks, bad looks, but we're representing a character, a person, and a puzzle. So, of course, what we look like does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that kind of stuff really, really pisses me off.
1: The thing that I've been thinking about a lot as, you know, my business has shifted a little bit in the past year and a half, and I'm very grateful that it's shifting back into the Broadway community a little bit more because that's what one of my goals was. But the thing I found really interesting is as we get older and as we our bodies just change because we're getting older, where is the space for that? Where is the space where we can show up, do the work, do the workout, whatever the thing is, and feel good about what we're doing in the moment versus it has to be something, how do I want to say this, versus today is about something I'm not yet, right? Something I'm not yet. And it's always about that. It's something I'm not yet. And as a 46-year-old actress and singer and somebody who's been on her own fitness journey and binge eating journey, that's all going to come to the role. It's yeah. all going to come to the work, so how can we create a wellness community where we get to bring all of that into our workouts?
0: I don't know if this is making sense. Do I think it does. Um, I think a lot of it is, you know, the word practice. We have to practice being kinder. One thing you introduced me to Tune Day on Peloton, who I'm obsessed with, and mm-hmm. she's like, I'm doing these like little ten-minute lightweight. Um, arm workouts every day and um, when it really hurts she's like even though I'm not in the room with her she's like it hurts doesn't it but the pain today will be strength tomorrow
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that resonates with me Yeah. and not pain like excruciating but just like we can do hard things yeah. and also it doesn't have to be a thousand miles an hour every time you go You don't need to, like, work out yourself to death. There should be workouts where you're just showing up, go almost like retraining your body to be like, am I doing this correctly? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm feeling good. Okay, great. I moved my body. That's great. And that was today's workout. I just showed up and moved my body. One of my friends at Mark Fisher Fitness, um, Stacy Jackson, she
1: used to call them, how would she say it? like a time card workout, like you show up on the mat, you do the work, you punch in, you punch out, you move on. Yeah. They're not all going to be, you know, see the face of the Lord on the mat workouts.
0: (laughs) That would be so freaking terrifying, (laughs) especially if it wasn't the Lord that you believed in. If you're like, I was wrong.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love you so much. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and take this last bit of time. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. So I'm trying to listen to more podcasts now that I'm in the podcast world. And today, on my way back in the car from dropping off the dog at daycare, I was listening to Oprah Soul Sessions. And one of the quotes she shared is, what we dwell on, we become. Ooh. And she was saying, like, this is one of her favorite quotes. It wasn't something she made up. So I was thinking about it for myself and former me and present me in this context of the conversation you and I were gonna have today. So for me, the former me, what I was dwelling on was not enoughness. Like I was dwelling on that I was not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is what I became, so to speak, right? Meaning I was always going, okay, what do I what else do I need to do? How much more weight should I lose? How, Like, what else do I need to do to fill this enoughness? I didn't, and I never got there. Now, dwelling on, this is where I am, calm and present. Yeah. Feeling calm, feeling present. That's mine. What's your answer?
0: Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I I dwell on my nervousness, Mm. you know, about the future, my anxiety. Um, I dwell on my food issues, which just, I think, makes me even hungrier for not the greatest choices for me, you know. Um, You know, I also dwell on career stuff. I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, but a career in the performing arts is quite difficult, it turns (laughs) out. (laughs) So, and again, that's also, uh, um, you know, a section, a chapter of not enough. Um, And when will it be enough? You always want more, that's natural. But again, back to practice, being enough in that moment. That's what you're dwelling on now, being enough in the moment. Being being satisfied, mm-hmm. being fine, yeah. um, being okay. And especially like now at this point in the pandemic, I'm not over the moon with where the world is at, but today I am okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in my recording booth with my friend. My cat is sleeping in the booth because he loves it in here. Mm-hmm. And I get to pet him while I talk to you. And that is truly a joy.
1: My therapist says, how do we practice being with self mm. each day? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh, I love you. I'm inspired by you. I want you to know how inspiring you are to so many people. Thank you. Um, you're doing this amazing thing of sharing and documenting your fitness and food journey to so- mm. uh, on social media platforms. and. Maybe I haven't told you this yet, but when you do, if I'm involved in that post because you've tagged me, I go through and read every single comment you're getting. Oh, Because people are inspired and they're letting you know that it helps to hear from you because it's going to resonate with them no matter what their journey is. So that's remarkable.
0: Thanks. Well, I mean, it was important to me to share one for accountability for myself. Um, And also I think it's important to let yourself be vulnerable. But also, I know so many people like me, even if I don't know them personally, most of them I don't, there are people in this world that are just like I am, Mm -hmm. that working out is not their first passion, it's not even their talent. And it feels impossible.
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes it feels impossible even to talk to a friend about it. Yeah. But just to let people know that like, they're not alone. If they want to do it, they can too, that we are all capable of doing hardship.
1: Yeah. On that note, I will say one of my goals of this podcast is so that listeners can hear these conversations and go, oh my God, I'm not alone. Think, oh, not, okay, mm-hmm. yes, me too. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Josh, thank you for your honesty, thank mm-hmm. you for your vulnerability. And thank you for your friendship.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love you. And, like, one of my favorite things about working out with you, and this is hilarious, um, when I do planks, I force Stephanie to sing show tunes to me. I don't know if you know this about Stephanie, but her voice is fierce, and it is my favorite thing in the world. And I never know any of the words. But you make them up, and that's great. You'll be like, the sun will come out. Tuesday, and there's lots of hamburgers on July Fourth. You know, like it can—it's just ridiculous. Or I like it when you make me make up raps as Lin Manuel. Will you do one for uh, us, real sense. quick? I can do my Phantom one.
1: Okay, um, everyone. This is a Phantom rap in the style
0: of Lin Manuel Miranda. It would be as if Lin Manuel wrote Phantom. Okay. Take it away. And so imagine like the Hamilton set and the ensemble's like, Christine Daae. And then you you get like the spot on her and she starts rapping. Okay, I hope I don't mess it up. So Christine Daae. Yo, I always wanted to live my life up on a stage, not just like a page. I wish Carlotta would act to rage, but at least my Raoul is a dear. Oh, wait, hold up. Oh, shit. Here comes the chandelier bump. It's the phantom, whoa, whoa, keep your hands at the level of your eye, eye, eyes, it's the phantom, whoa, whoa, take off his mask and you'll get a big surprise, it's the fa- and it goes on and on. Oh my god, I had to mute my microphone during that. <laughs> I'm glad, I think my little Manuel is getting pretty good. I can't wait for him to listen and hear it. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I can't wait for him to, to start working out with you, he should. Oh,
1: my God. All right. On that
0: rap note, that's a rap
1: team. All right. Have a great day. Be well, and we'll see you soon, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well, and see you next time.